Good morning and welcome to Saga Talk on Sunday with your host Gregory Muncy on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Gregory talks with area business owners, civic leaders, as well as other folks to find out what's happening in the Saga Talk Douglas and surrounding areas. Saga Talk on Sunday is being brought to you by Whiteford Wealth Management, the Interurban, Back to the Fuchsia, It Is What It Is, and Mill Pond Realty. And now, your host of Saga Talk on Sunday, Gregory Muncy on 92.7 The Van and streaming on our mobile app at 92.7thevan.com. Good morning and happy Sunday. I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. We've got fresh baked muffins here, blueberry muffins. I was up early this morning baking and uh, from scratch. They look beautiful for our guests here. That's right. You're listening to Saga Talk on Sunday here on the Lake Shores, 92.7 The Van. I want to thank you for joining us this morning as we broadcast live high above land sharks here in beautiful downtown Saga Talk and Studio B. I'm Gregory Muncy, waking up with you as we watch the sun come up over the hill here at Butler Street. I'd like to thank our sponsors and get a little bit of that out of the way first. The Interurban, they're your go-to to get to where you want to go to here in the Saugatuck Douglas area in our 30-mile radius for only a dollar. Just give them a call at 269-857-1418. They'll pick you up where you're at and take you where you want to go. Also, back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, original creative design for any occasion. Gene and I were there till past midnight last Friday making a wedding for Felt Mansion. Beautiful, beautiful blue and white themed wedding. And uh, we do original, beautiful, creative designs. We're an everyday florist and we're open every day from 10 to 4, uh, Saturdays, 10 to 3. And then, of course, give us a break. We're closed on Sundays there. You can visit our website at backtothefuchsia.net. Or you can give us a call at 269-857-2963. Also, find out how much your home is worth and find your dream home with Laura Durham at Mill Pond Realty. She's got some new listings there. Go check out her website at millpondrealty.com. She's our homegrown, nationally recognized realtor with over 40 years of experience in this area right here. So she knows the ins and outs of all of our properties. Give her a call at 269-857-1477. And again, you can visit her website at millpondrealty.com. We'd also like to thank Patty Beery from It Is What It Is. That's a truly unique, one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, local best-selling authors. It's such a fun store, and it's the best little shop here in the coolest little town. They're open year-round. That's right, folks. A lot of our shops, believe it or not, are open year-round. They're located just downstairs from the studio here at 318 Butler Street. Also, let's welcome Whiteford Wealth Management. You remember Kevin. He was on last week. Meet the team at Whiteford Wealth Management, where each team member is focused on meeting your needs, whether they be your child's college savings or your retirement portfolio. They're located in 404 Broadway in South Haven, where that blueberry festival is going on. We'll talk about that later. You can visit their website at whitefordwealth.com or call 269-637-4400. 
I'd also like to thank our producer, Adam, there at the station on Central and Central Avenue in downtown Holland. Let you know that podcasts are now available online. So you can check us out if you sleep in. You can just go right to our website at 927theband.com. Go to podcasts and check out Saga Tuck on Sunday. You can listen to all of our shows. So you can listen anytime. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page at Sagatuck on Sunday. Okay, I'm done getting all of that out of the way. It's just after 7 a.m. It's a cool 63 degrees, and expect today's high to reach only 68. 68, a high of 68 here in August. Can you believe that? This morning we've got a lot to talk about. We've got, uh, uh, we've got uh, Dan. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Our first guest is Ken Trester. I'm looking at my old schedule. Um, our first guest is Ken Trester, and he is a former mayor and uh, also a former mayor and councilman. And we're excited to have him on the show and talk about his experience. And maybe he can give me some pointers. This is my first year serving on city council, so I'm just starting to get to learn the ropes. Well, also at 8 o'clock, we'll have uh, Daniel DeFranco from the township, from Saugatuck Township. He's their manager, you know. And they have just completed an 800, over $800,000 renovation. He gave me a tour a couple weeks ago, and uh, they are just finishing up there. Exciting. Much, much needed. And so he's going to give us those updates about the new uh, township hall and everything else going on there. Maybe we'll learn more about the roundabout that everybody's talking about at Allegan and Blue Star. So you'll have to tune in and stay tuned in for that. Then finally, 8.30, we've got the guys on from West Shore Aware. We'll have Kevin Putnam on along with Ian Mills to talk about tomorrow. They're having a meet and greet at the Dunes Resort. And then August 19th, I believe, I'll double check that date with you, uh, we have uh, the West Shore Aware 20th Anniversary White Party. So it's their big fundraiser they do every year. This year they're doing it at the Ivy House. So excited to go to that as well. So, hey, don't go anywhere. Grab a cup of coffee. But let's get that disco ball down because I've got an exciting co-host with me today. It's another person from the news world. No, it's not Lauren Stanton. I know she's been on before. Uh, No, this is Dan Evans. Dan the man. hey. You used to call me Dan the Man from the Van. Dan the Man from the Van. But yeah. uh, yeah, WHTZ. Well, a little and, bit of both. You know, we're right across the road from each Well, not right across the hall from each other. So, <laughs> right. no, great to be here. It's been, uh, I, I was thinking about it, it's been about a year or so at least since I've been here. Good to see you and CJ. And, uh-huh. you know, kind of a cloudy day, but what an awesome uh, setup you guys have here. I, I wanted to ask, first of all, you said Studio B. Yeah. Where's Studio A? Uh, Studio A. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, work on that. Uh, I'll, I'll look for that. <laughs> but a cloudy day, but uh, beautiful up here. You sit right by uh, by your, the intersection of uh, what street is it? This is uh, Butler okay. and Hoffman. Okay. Yeah, we're right here in the middle of the heart of the town here. Um, yeah, we're kitty corner of wine cellars and across the street from the Owl House and uh, and uh, great shops here in town. So it, it's fun to wake up in the morning every morning and uh, visit with our shopkeepers here. I don't so. know all your streets. I'm trying to get the Holland streets down. You know, I'm still under two years or about two years since I've lived in the area. And yeah. I'll have to say I came in what I call the long way. 
And I went down uh, before the bridge, just to kind of take the scenic way in. Uh-huh. Even on a cloudy, rainy day, it's just so, so awesome. It really, really is. Nice. It really is. Yeah. And, and, and cloudy, rainy days are excellent for shopping because folks oh, can't be yeah. at the beach. Right. So the shopkeepers and the pub, and, and the pub owners, they, uh, they like this kind of weather. <laughs> it has been quite a busy week here in Saugatuck, and uh, we are in the thick of summer. Um, uh, last night was the... Um, the the finale i think uh for the uh coast uh the uh the uh, grand haven coast guard festival coast guard festival and mm-hmm. uh so they had their fireworks last night and uh and uh, so that was quite a display there you went town. did you go up i did oh, not okay. i did not uh, yeah. no i was home early and in bed early to get up early that's that's <laughs> that's my schedule each and every night yeah right right um dan you work over at whtc let's talk a, lo- a little bit about you then we'll right. get back to me sure. um uh, <laughs> uh, uh so you work with whtc you started you moved here about two years ago from nashville from nashville tennessee uh-huh. yeah actually my wife and i are midwesterners originally minnesota north dakota uh-huh. um i'm originally from fargo north dakota and everybody says yeah i've seen the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, uh, we've been here, uh, like, like we said, about two years, and uh-huh. things kind of started out slow. You know, I moved up for a part-time job, mm-hmm. which was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to move <laughs> for a part. But my wife, wife is highly employable as well. So oh, that's good. I came up, and she got a job. I started part-time, and things just sort of fell in. WHTC uh, needed a new uh, host for their morning news program, mm-hmm. and I uh, got to fall into that. And then last uh, this past February... Uh, we had a open position uh, called brand manager. Most people know it as program director. Mm-hmm. That when Kevin Oswald left uh, Midwest Communications, that had not been filled, and uh, they decided to fill it with uh, yours truly. So wow. got to, that that fell into place as well. And the big thing was a couple of weeks, or it wasn't even a couple of weeks ago. It was a, lot, a week ago, Friday. WHTC Radio celebrated seventy. Five years on the air. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. We had a bash, and of course, uh, you know there there are some listeners out there that actually remember day one (laughs) that called in, and and how awesome that they're still around and still listening to uh, you know the legendary radio station with. With, uh, you know, the name that comes up, I'm not sure you're familiar with the name Juke Van Oss. He's a legendary, uh, was a legendary uh, broadcaster. CJ's going, yeah, I know who that is. Uh-huh. Uh, years and years and years on WHTC. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess the story is that Juke uh, worked on a Friday, taught Sunday school on a Sunday, and passed that Sunday night. Oh, wow. Golly. So, so what did he pass from? I, I, you know... Don't ask me that. <laughs> I, I, you, you'd imagine maybe a heart yeah. attack or something sudden because he he was not ill. So no, it's been a, a great year, and then now we're we're gearing up for uh, fall sports. Of yep. course, between the van and WHTC on the van, we have Saugatuck football and basketball. That's right. Gearing up for that, and HTC running Holland uh, Holland Christian, uh, both Zealand schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, we do a great job covering uh, our local uh, sports teams, our local high school teams. That's, I think that's, that's awesome. That's the goal. You, you know? don't hear that a lot in Detroit or other no. radio stations, and I think that's really cool. Well, we're a community mm-hmm. radio station, as is the van. Yeah. Just uh, music on one and, and news and information on the other. So it's, it's been uh, nonstop, that's for sure. What is your full role there at WHTC? You told me that, uh, but what is your real gig? You're still doing the WHTC morning news? 
WHDC Morning News, uh-huh. 530 to 9. Okay. And then I'm followed by uh, Gary Stevens, our right. news director, who does news during my program, uh, comes on a, a show called Talk of the Town, which right. is a little bit more of a uh, extended uh, you know, call in or uh, guess. My show is a little bit more news information. You know, boom, 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 boom. Get get you started your for your day. Right, right, and right. Then, uh, so Gary's on till till uh, eleven thirty, and then we have something called the midday report. Mm-hmm. Kind of a you know uh, news information until noon. I've thought about that. I've thought about adding that feature to our show, the call-in feature. So that might be something I, huh. I do here well, in the future. Maybe yeah, yeah. Have yeah. people. Talk to I, I, you I and said lot, I'd love to be able to call in and yeah, ask, I, I get lots of messages. for a guest. Yeah, too. I get lots yeah. of messages. Hey, can I call in? And then I get texts during the show, which I usually don't have time yeah. to look at while we're live. So, but uh, yeah, something interesting I've been thinking about. So I think we have the the technology that I we can we set do. that up for you. I think we CJ, do. you think you can handle that? Yeah, 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 he's up for the challenge. It would be quite interesting. Um, uh, we've got a lot going on this week, but let me get you caught up with what I did this week. Um, uh, last Tuesday, um, uh, we had the National Night Out event in oh, yeah. Douglas Field at Berry, Berry Field okay. in Douglas. And uh, it was hosted uh, by the Douglas Police Department. Um, also there were Allegan County uh, Forces. Jason, a little shout out to Jason, uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, uh, patrolmen from uh, Allegan Allegan County. Um, and then uh, of course we also had all of our first responders. We had the fire department. We had we had all kinds of equipment from Douglas, from the city of Douglas, so the kids could go check out the trucks and 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 all that. Um, and it was quite quite a big event. Uh, Mill Pond Realty was there giving out hot dogs, watermelon, and. Beef Beach balls. Huntington Bank was there giving out ice cream. Um, uh, we had uh, face painting uh, was there as well, and uh, big playhouse for the kids. It was it was really a great event, and uh, it was a nice opportunity to thank our first responders and come out and enjoy the night. They've been doing the night out event for quite a few years. The first year they did it here in Saugatuck, we still had our store Del Sol, and I sponsored that event. Um, and it's nice to see it still going on. And uh, but uh, uh, we had uh, a dunk tank where you could dunk our fire chief, Greg Janik. We also had in the dunk tank uh, the mayor of Douglas, Jerry Donovan, okay. all dressed up in a suit. He got dunked several times. Uh, but uh, it was it was quite a quite a fun event. So uh, a big uh, thank you to everybody who showed up and showed their support. They raffled off three. Uh, kids' bikes, along with uh, along with the uh, safety gear included, and uh, so yeah, it was a really fun event. Saugatuck is like Holland all summer long, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like you can get by without a a night without something really big happening. I know you guys. Uh, my mom. Uh, is in Saugatuck for two months. Oh, that's right. Uh, as you know, uh, renting a cottage, and uh, um, she she uh, has come down for the Wednesday night. You have a uh, music uh, in the park. Mark, uh, music in the park, uh-huh. and there's something happening pretty much five, six, seven nights a week, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. there is. Uh, music, in the summer. Yep, in the summer, um, and even in the winter, there's a lot going on. Um, and you know, when you listen to the show, you you find out you know, all the great things that do happen in the winter. Uh, our town is, does not close down like Mackinac Island or, you know, Pentwater right. or other small towns that are vacation towns. 
we stay open pretty much all year round. We have some stores that close and maybe limited hours, but a lot of our stores, I'd say maybe almost half of our stores are open year round. And our restaurants are all open year round, almost it, all. It open. seems with you, too, that I'll mention in the two years that I've heard you and, and uh, gotten to know you, you kind of, you're an ambassador of, of letting people know. This town does not close down no, in uh, November. You, no. you, you, I hear that out of you a lot, and it's true. I it mean, used the, to. The, it used to be, and it's not the case anymore. Yeah, it's, it certainly isn't. Um, we've seen our shoulder seasons expand, and we've seen that trend start just a couple years before uh, COVID set in. Um, so it's, it's been an up, uptick kind of trend. But, you know, I, living here full-time for 20 years, I've seen it go up and down, where we have our busy years, okay. then, it, then it slows down, then it comes back up. So you can never tell, you know, uh, you can never tell where consumers are going to go or where vacationers are going to go. But we've had so many national accolades the last 10 years or so. We've just seen this, this gradual buildup, uh, folks. And then, of course, since COVID, a lot of folks moving here full time uh, as well. A lot of new folks, they just moved here a couple years ago. And, uh, and, uh, and they've decided, well, I'm going to move into my summer home full time. Uh, since I can now work from home and all that. Right. So yeah. we've had a lot of city people that, that have moved into town just uh, within the last few years. And um, and so it, it it's made for an interesting chemistry of different things, <laughs> especially when you have these folks that moved here maybe five years ago or less, and now they're serving in different community uh, uh, areas, such as, you know, city council or uh, Rotary Club and things like that. And, you know, they bring new ideas because they want to, you know, they want to help out. They want to, they see our little town and they have a lot of passion as, as well as they should have passion for the town. But, you know, sometimes they don't always make the right ideas and right decisions. Um, we've had quite the hoopla uh, uh, the last couple of weeks with the, um, with the fireworks uh, and the uh, lasers. Uh, lasers have been coming to town instead of in the place of fireworks. They lasers. did that for Venetian weekend. It was okay. a laser show. Uh, All right. Over the water or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And uh, the Rotary Club uh, uh, reached out. I, I, I talked to a couple folks from the Rotary Club. We went to the event on that uh, Saturday for the Venetian uh, Venetian Festival. And that Saturday night was the first Saturday during Venetian Festival that you could see empty parking in downtown Saugatuck. Not a lot of folks showed up for the laser lights and not a lot of folks liked them. You see a lot of Facebook banter and, and folks writing letters and just not happy about the, they like the old fashioned fireworks. And the Rotary Club took a stance that, uh, a stand that uh, we, we wanted to be more environmentally friendly. They were sure, worried about, I can about see pros and cons for sure. On yeah, both definitely. Sides. I yeah. can, I most certainly yeah. can as well. Yeah. So, so, you know, you had some new folks that, you know, that are involved in the Rotary. They thought, well, let's do something different. Let's do something, you know, so it didn't really work out. So <laughs> sometimes if you try to change what's been around for years and years and years, right. you run into some roadblocks for sure. Well, there's some kind of an idea. Sometimes there's an idea, well, we don't want the old stuff anymore. We just want to make change. And, yeah. and change just is for good. For sake of change. Right. Yeah. Correct. But not for the sake of change. Um, you know, change is great. And yeah, doing things yeah. new and, right. and and involving new ideas is really a great thing. But but uh, it helps when you have an ear to the community and you have a little bit of experience with the community before you make decisions. 
um, you know, and so, uh, yeah, a lot of folks were disappointed about that. So, and uh, as well, as well as they should be. And it's understandable. You really see the passion in a small town and you see it so much more in a small town than a big city. Of course. So yeah. when you have a little bit of grumbling or a lot of grumbling, you're going to hear it a lot louder here in a small town. So uh, Mike Johnson has his radio show. He's on a different uh, radio station. Uh, doesn't really come into this area, but he does it on Facebook. And uh, he had some things to say about Venetian Festival yesterday, and, uh, and including the boat parade, which was canceled. So there, uh, uh, there weren't enough participants for the boat parade. Oh, A little bit of hoopla with all of that, to the point where yesterday Mike said, I'm going to do the Venetian Festival. And do it, uh, and do do it, it my right, way. My yeah. way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there was a, a certain culture of the boaters that kind of owned that event, Venetian Festival. And they're used to picking out the theme. Uh, the the, the um, boat parade, have you ever seen the Venetian boat parade here not, in town? No. Um, boy, we've had some good ones over the years. Um, it kind of, and during COVID, it kind of got broke up a little bit. So. Uh, hopefully next year they'll get back on track. Have a, some little better communication with the voters. Um, I saw there was a Facebook post on one of the informed pages. You know, the, everybody has these community informed pages. Mm-hmm. Aren't those fun? Um, uh, but um, uh, I saw that somebody posted a um, uh, a survey. You know, what kind of theme should we have for next year? And I'm like. Well, why are you posting that on Facebook? You know, why don't you reach out to the boaters, the people that participate? You know, um, when I think about the big hitters, I think, you know, like the Star of Sagatuck and some of the other, you know, rather than just sending an email to a marina, walk around, talk to people, you know, walk around with the boaters and, and get their feel. So hopefully there'll be a better understanding next year. There'll be better communication. And, uh, and like I said, I talked to Mark Smaller uh, during the event there that last Saturday night uh, for the Venetian, and he admittedly said that, uh, oops, <laughs> a big oops. So, so all, all in all, it sounds like eh, maybe an off yeah. year. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead and, uh, and uh, try to kind of see what went wrong. Right, and right. And, and they, they made statements. Yeah. They came out and, and said some things yeah. as well. Um, and But uh, – but, uh, you know, um, it, at least they picked up the event because the Cow Hill was not going to be doing the event. It was just too big of a thing for them to do. So it was at least an organization stepped up and did the event. Uh, the Friday night party was uh, was a great event. Um, somebody said there were 3,000 people there. I don't know if there were that many. Uh, that was a, a, um, a, a, a guesstimate from uh, our fire officials. I don't know. It, I, I was there. I've been to a lot of Venetian festivals. It was busy, yeah. but it was wasn't standing room only like I've been to many Venetian festivals as long as including last year. You could hardly move around last year uh, in that park. Um, so, but uh, it was a great time. I had so much fun dancing um, at that event. And then, uh, of course, the dinghy poker run, which is what they do uh, on Saturday mornings, um, had about 71 participants. So that was a good thing. Um, so hopefully they've learned some lessons and hopefully they'll reach out to some of the folks in the community that have been doing these things. You know, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they learn, maybe they should have reached out to the folks in Cow Hill, you know, that knew, sure. um, that, that how they the did best. it, yeah. and, you know, and you know, what can we do? So, so it's, it's great to add new ideas, but it's also great to kind of put your ear to the ground, um, rather than to just listen to a few people 
and, and just kind of get a general sense of so. This public service I, message brought to you uh, by Gregory <laughs> Muncy. I bet they'll be, I bet they'll be. Oh, if we can only take phone calls now. Yeah, right, right? exactly. I bet there'll be lots of, uh, I bet there'll be fireworks next year. I, I kind of have that feeling. They might might be doing fireworks for next year. Um, now, from what I understand, uh, fireworks and the, what they're made of and the cardboard and all that is all biodegradable. They've made well, them good. so that they're yeah. more environmentally friendly. So, Unlike so. many mornings after July 4th where you walk down your street and it's littered with, <laughs> you name it, you know, ball yeah. rockets. And, yeah, right, right. But, uh, aside from the festival, yeah. I'm just curious as far as, because you're in the thick of it right here, has mm-hmm. it been a... Busier than normal summer, way busier. I mean, as far as just numbers and, and say, events are concerned. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, you know, and I, I drive by music in the park um, when I don't have time to go, just to, you know, kind of keep, you know, sure. see, see how the crowds yeah, are going. Yeah. Um, I would say it, we're not having a blockbuster summer. Okay. Um, it certainly isn't. And, and we're seeing that in the rental industry as well. I have different friends in the rental industry, industry not just Mill Pond. But other friends that own, um, you know, like uh, Kevin Tringali mm-hmm. and 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 a couple other folks as well um, that that have them, and and we're hearing that there's we're starting to taper down a little bit, uh, and so we had uh, we had kind of like a boom last year, last year and maybe was the a little bit one. the year before okay. uh, because we're after COVID. COVID. Now everybody's you know excited. I think we're getting closer to normal numbers now. Okay. I also serve on the board of transportation. Um, and I will tell you, our ridership is up phenomenally. In fact, last month we had 600 more riders. Um, in fact, we had a record-breaking uh, June. And uh, we are getting more riders to take advantage of the inner urban. And that's probably because the inner urban advertises here on 92.7 Fan. Uh-huh. I'm sure of that. And I'll have to say, <laughs> had I remembered that, it was a couple of Fridays ago that I came down here and made the unwise decision to come down on a Friday at about three and decide to get a last minute gift for someone, uh-huh. oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. I, I went back home. There was nowhere yeah. to park, yeah. and had I remembered the interurban, I would have been in. Yeah, in you can you better. can park anywhere and take the interurban, even <laughs> yeah. if the high school's full. Well. Go park in Douglas. Go park in. I mean, there's lots of parking if you're if if you want to take the interurban. Right. But you know, yeah. us Americans, we love our cars, and we like to park uh, right in front right. of where we're going to go. Yeah, like in me fact, today. Yeah. Well, you'll yeah. notice that most of Butler Street will be probably full by about ten o'clock this morning, right. uh, because I would say over half of them. And this isn't a guess. This is pretty true. I see it every morning. Over half of these folks that are parking downtown are the folks that are working here and owning the stores. So, I mean, usually Butler Street, by the time I leave here, like about 10 o'clock on a Sunday or if I've got to work on a Saturday, the, the, the street's already packed. The Butler Street's already packed because, you know, that is a concern, having employees and owners park in front of There's their There's no alternative at this point. Park at the high than- school. Yeah, and a lot of people that live here. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that I know that live here in town within the inner urban's range. Oh, that'll but still they'd drive rather their car drive because we love our because we love our cars. We yeah. love our cars. So yeah. um, we talked about lots of events going on. I'm excited for this one event coming up. Uh, this is probably the sixth or seventh year in a row that Mill Pond is doing movie in the park, and this is so fun. Uh, uh, they rent this huge movie screen and they set it up at Coughlin Park. They're doing it this Friday at dusk, so that's around nine o'clock or so. And uh, and I'm also excited about the movie. They always go online and they go on their social media and they do a little uh, 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 
uh, not contest, um, uh, ask. They ask folks, you know, what movie would you like to see? A poll. Thank you. Um, and and um, and so they had uh, different movies that they picked: uh, Mamma Mia, In the Heights, and Top Gun. Those were the three running uh, th- that came to the top. And uh, I and I'm super excited for this movie. And I know folks listening will probably think that I wanted Mamma Mia. That's been uh, my first yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but believe it or not, I want to see Top Gun. Top Gun. And so it's the new Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise. Um, and so, um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, the movie starts with Tom Cruise making a glass of Metamucil. Um, (laughs) how old is Tom Cruise? He's getting up there and, uh, I'm seeing the promos for all of it and, uh, and seeing his face. I'm like, boy, he's getting older. That kid that, you know, ran around in his underwear and risky business. Um, but, um, but, uh, uh, I'm excited to see Top Gun Maverick. I hear great things about it. So that'll be showing on the screen, and it's a free event, and that's nice. August 11th, this Friday, on the waterfront at Coughlin Park Under the Stars. It's provided by Mill Pond Realty. Um, they support a lot of great things that happen in this town, so just like the uh, night out event, the national night out event. So It's funny you just said August 11th. I thought, oh, that sounds like it's about a month away. Right? Uh, yeah, was, right. Oh, my gosh. It's this Friday. Yeah. I know. Can you believe it? We're already in through the thick of August. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, last week we had uh, J.K. Hilbert on, and he was from the Lakeshore Community Chorus, and um, he's the new artistic director. Really, really fun guy. I really enjoyed having him on the show, and uh, I think he might be talking me into it. They've got auditions for singers to join the Lakeshore Community Chorus. It's a great group, and uh, they do some great events at the Sagatuck Center for the Arts and and uh, different singing events as well. Um, they've got new member auditions. They just had one last Tuesday. It was from 3 to 5 p.m. They've got one coming up this coming Tuesday, August 8th, 5 to 8. I think I'm going to that. I think I'm going to try to sing. I don't know if I'm much of a singer, but I've been uh, uh, convinced that I should try. Uh, so it'll be located at the First Congressional Church of Saugatuck. That's up here on the hill at 296 Hoffman here. And, uh, again, that's this Tuesday, August 8th, 5 through 8th. And then the next one will be August 19th, 2 to 5 p.m. Again, those are at the First Congressional Church of Saugatuck up here on the hill. Do it. I can't believe we've already gone through that first half hour. We chat a lot. We do. Yeah. Uh, I made uh, fresh blueberry muffins mm-hmm. from scratch this morning. I was up early. CJ was hoping for lemon bars. CJ, did you like that? Did you? He did like the blueberry muffins. We've got Ken Truster who just walked in, and I'm I'm so excited to talk to him. Ken uh, served as our mayor, uh, also as councilman for many years, and um, I, I remember meeting him and Samson when he moved to town. and uh, And he's going to be he's going to be on the show. Maybe he'll give me some pointers. This is my first year on council. And so I could use all the pointers I could get, all the help I could get. Rookie, rookie. Uh, I am a rookie. Um, but uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We've got a great show uh, ahead. After after Ken Truster, we've got Daniel DeFranco from the township, our township manager. Then we're going to have um, we're going to have uh, Kevin Putnam and Ian Mills from West Shore Aware. Grab another cup of coffee. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com.
Good morning. You're listening to Saga Talk on Sunday here on the Lakeshore. We're high above land sharks like we do every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. I'm with my wonderful co-host, Dan Evans. Thanks Good, for being here. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, beautiful morning. Uh, I mean... Uh, Nice cloudy morning. Hey. It's, well, you know, we need the rain. It's it's gonna it's gonna rain most of the day here today, um, and uh, we we need it. Uh, you know, it's been a dry summer, and uh, apple picking season is coming pretty soon. And you know, that was uh, James Reeser who I love it. CJ yeah. decided. You know, yeah. James was on the show here. He did a live set here with the band uh, a couple times. He did a couple yeah. live gigs here. I remember. And, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and uh, they're really good. Um, today is the open mic night, okay. or open mic day over at the Sandbar. That's our local hole in the bar or hole in the wall, <laughs> uh, hole in the bar. Um, That'll work too. Yeah, uh, cash only, and uh, one of those kind of places. Okay. And they have the best blues and jazz bands here in town. They do an open mic, so if you're a musician or you you want to hang out and uh, maybe bring bring your instrument and see if the guys will let you, yeah. um, and uh, and you can play with them, uh, and that's from uh, that starts from three to seven. That's three p.m. to seven p.m. It's always the first Sunday of the month. Also, just want to remind everybody, if you're looking for cars and coffee at the Shell gas station, that's that's uh, canceled today because of the rain. The guys don't want to get their pretty cars no. out in this rain. So they're going to bump it up to next uh, next Sunday. So you'll have to... Uh, You'll have to uh, bring your cars out next Sunday to the Shell gas station. That's the one on Center Street and uh, uh, Blue Star there. Bill's uh, Bill owns it. The, uh, uh, he's a great, great guy, great mechanic. And uh, you'll always see a classic car out in front of the Shell gas station there in the corner there in Douglas. Um, but, uh, you know, um, uh, lots of stuff going on. I, I became a new councilman this year. How uh, is it going? Got elected yeah. last year. Doing, and, everything's going well? Well, I'm starting to get comfortable. Good. You know, um, you know, it's been a, quite a learning process for me. You know, and I, I you know, I, I'll be coming up to my first year in November. And so, you know, I just wanted to take a lot of time observing and, and sitting back and just seeing how things work. Um, so as I've sat in that chair, I get a little bit more comfortable Good. and so, um, I've, I've started to enjoy it, but you know, I, I like to reach out to folks that have served before and, and, you know, I've always, I've, I'm full of new ideas all the time. I, I mean, I love bringing new things and, but I, I also really cherish, you know, tradition. Um, and I cherish, you know, a lot of the, uh, the town's values and, and I, I love the town that I moved to, you know, I like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want it to change a whole lot. There's always room for updates, but I just don't want it to change a whole lot. Um, so I always reach out to folks that are, you know, served before. They've been on council. They've been on mayor. Yeah, I was the only candidate that ran last year that was um, endorsed by five former mayors. Did you know that? I did not I know that. Only, no wonder yeah. you won. Yeah, I had I had my sign in front of Mark Beckins' house. I, yeah. I never thought Mark would ever put a sign in front of his yard, well, but he has. Shows you, you got so support. I, you I, have support. I really here. appreciated that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but you know, there were people that inspired me to do to to run for the ser- for run for the service, and one of the people is our next guest. Let's get that disco ball down. Make him work the runway. <laughs> wow! Look at him go. Boy, he's got the moves. Welcome to the show, Ken Trester. Thank you, Gregory. Wow, you're quite the dancer. 
<laughs> That's back in the old days. Yeah, right. Um, welcome to the show, Ken. Um, hey, um, I want to thank you for coming on. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, I thought, you know, it'd be great to have you on. I'm surprised you've never been on the show. I've had a lot of council folks that have been on the, on the show before. Uh, Garnet Lewis, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mark Beckin, um, you know, lots of folks that have served uh, or currently serve. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ken. I met you when we had the store Del Sol. Right. And, um, and you had moved into town. And uh, you had a condo. You retired from – where did you retire from? Well, um, actually, I retired several times. <laughs> First from the University of Michigan Medical Center. I worked there for uh, over 15 years. And then I uh, took a position at the um, Oakwood Healthcare System in Dearborn, and I stayed there for about eight. And then I, I retired and went into doing some consulting. I was in uh, hospital management. I did planning and marketing for, for these hospitals. Okay. And uh, when I retired, I, I was clear that um, I could work from anywhere to do my consultant work. So uh, we had a vacation place here in Saugatuck, and I just moved here full time in '08. Oh wow! And never looked back. Yeah, yeah. I remember you uh, bringing in. Uh, you, you had a, a dog, Samson. Yeah. And just love him. And uh, and you would walk him. We'd give him treats, and he would come into the store. And he would just lay down on the carpet. He would just lay down. He knew that he was going to get cut, <laughs> and he knew he was going to get food there. And and he was very insistent on that. And and uh, and you would get a little bit embarrassed. You'd be like, "Oh, come on, come on, let's go," because uh, he would just sit there and 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 get fed all day. <laughs> um, and so I he would go on the ground, and I would I would I would sit on on the on the ground with him. Um, and uh, and you might have thought it was because of the dog, Ken, but it was actually because of your shorts. Because <laughs> you, you you know you had such great legs, you know, I'd be like you know, I'd be like well, let's get a better view here. So, <laughs> uh, but um, I love Samson, yeah, and, uh, and he loved you. Yeah. Uh, Samson was an eighty-five pound Samoyed, yeah, big white fluffy Samoyed. And uh, he was kind of the town dog because when we did our walks, not only you, but other shopkeepers would uh, be sure to come out and give him treats. And everybody loved him. He, he was just great. He is so soft and fluffy. Yeah. Um, you moved here uh, full-time in 2008. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, were you still doing any consulting work? Or like you said, you were still kind of working from home? I, I did, yes. Uh, and our, our um, consultancy was really an, kind of a national thing. We worked all over the country. I had two partners, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, and me in the middle. Um, and clearly, uh, with the Internet and everything, we could work from anywhere. So um, I was delighted to be able to move here, do a little bit of work. We're close to an airport, uh, uh, so it's easy to get out, and uh, it, it worked out just great. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for a few few years about five or so and then decided the travel is too much so i'm fully retired now i got into public service in, instead of doing that yeah yeah i see that um and so so i you were here for quite a while i say about six or seven years and you decided to run uh for our city council what 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 prompted you to run for city council well uh actually i first got involved in in city government uh um, back about three years after I moved here, I was we, we live on Kalamazoo Lake, right. and we were concerned about the water uh, navigability of the lake, if you would. Sure. Uh, that was when, remember, we saw the islands yes. in the middle of the yeah. lake. And so I uh, 
volunteered to uh, join the Harbor Authority. Okay. And I was on the Harbor Authority for a number of years, including being chairman of that for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did some good work, uh, but it's it's a huge issue out there, and I don't think we've made as much progress, you know, as as uh, we'd like to have made. Um, so then uh, I kind of graduated, if you will, to the Historic District Commission and then the Planning Commission. This is a slippery slope. <laughs> Once you get involved in stuff, people keep asking you to do more. Right, right. And then at one point, um, uh, uh, some exi- uh, incumbent council members uh, urged me to run for the council, and uh-huh. I did not one. So. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and you served for quite a while. You served from 2014 to 2022. Yes. So, yeah, it's quite a few it years is, there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you became mayor pro tem, 17th through 19th, and then you were our mayor uh, for two years? Three, actually. Three, three yeah. years. Wow, yeah. wow. They kept voting you in. Huh? I know. it. Now, did you guys, right. do you guys vote every year? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the residents of Saugatuck uh, elect the council members, such as yourself, and right. then the council members elect the mayor. Right. And uh, so in Saugatuck, the office has typically rotated pretty frequently. So right. having three terms was kind of unusual, mm-hmm. but um, the council wanted to, to go that way. Normally, it's one or two terms. Mm-hmm. So you kind of worked your way into it. I mean, you served on several boards first before you ran. So that gave you a sense of the community before you ran as councilman. And so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and not only a sense of the community, which is really important, uh, but a sense of how uh, things should be or things need to be done when you're in city governance. You know, there are procedures to follow, and, and they get kind of complex. Sure. Uh, particularly when you're mayor and running the meetings, there uh, there's a set of rules for meetings and, you know, uh, how the agenda is structured and getting public input and stuff right. like that. Yeah, Barry Johnson was always really good about about reminding everybody the rules. Yeah, yeah Barry was the king of Robert's rules. Yes, order. yes, yes. And yes. there were many a time when I'd be you know moving in some direction and Barry would be put, getting his hand up. They can't do that right now. <laughs> I'm still learning Robert's rules. I have that big book, that thick book that I refer to every once in a while. Um, but I'm still getting the hang of it. Um, what are some of the notable accomplishments uh, made by city council and the staff during your tenure? Yeah, well, the one that's always on the top of my list was uh, um, uh, creating the contract with the Allegan County Sheriff's Department to do policing in Saugatuck. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, there, one of the things that I heard the most when I first got into uh, uh, public service uh, was that people were not overly happy with the way policing was done in this town. And um, uh, at some point along the way, uh, the sheriff approached us, Frank Baker, uh, with the idea that, well, you could contract with us uh, and save a considerable amount of dollars. It was a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and what was most important to me is that the philosophy they have about community policing, mm-hmm. that is the officers are going to meet and greet your folks. They're going to walk in the, up and down Butler Street and mm-hmm. uh, check in with the shop owners and so on. And uh, so we were, it took us, uh, I think, about two years in total to uh, be able to uh, complete that deal. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I have since then, I have not heard one single uh, complaint or negative comment about right. the policing here. So I'm proudest of that. 
other things that we've done were uh, uh, remember when we had floods and oh uh, yes this, yeah yeah so we did uh, some flood mitigation. Um, oh, there's the Coughlin Park Shoppers Dock that. Uh, oh, that's right. I know, remember that. I, that was a great accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. We never expected it would be as important as it is. I mean, I, I live in a place where I, I can see that dock every day. Right. And I mean, it's filled with boats right. from out of is, town. Is is there a size restriction for the for the um, for the boaters docks? I I saw somebody. Um, on one of those informed pages that we just love, um, uh, th- and they said, "Oh, there's a boat, and it's too big to be there." There, and everybody was calling her Karen. Shut up, Karen! And and, and that, she was really getting beat up. Um, but is there a size limit for boats that can go to the shoppers do- dock? Is there a size limit? We, we never made a rule about that. But, okay. But when we created the dock, um, it was in our minds that this would be a dinghy dock. You know, right. people would park their boats out in the lake and bring. And uh, sure enough, when we when we it became operational, um, you know, forty footers uh, sure would would land there. And my thinking about that is, if you got enough money to have a forty foot yacht, spend it in Saugatuck. Exactly. <laughs> park your boat and come on in town and spend. Exactly. I agree with that. Um, uh, uh, you also uh, you created um, uh, you did the chain ferry deregulation to ensure continued operation. That was uh, that was quite a debacle, wasn't it? When all of a sudden they made a regulation saying that uh, all of the kids had to be captains. Yeah, yeah, it, it, indeed it was, and it may seem like a small thing, but you know the chain ferry is a, a really nice feature of our town, and, mm-hmm. and we'd miss it. Well, w- what happened was the uh, the Coast Guard uh, said the chain ferry falls under the rules of commercial boating, and um, the uh, it needs. Uh, a captain, and to get your captain's license, you got to go through a whole course. Yeah, I know. And, and including knowing CPR and, and things like that. Right. And this is for a boat that takes you know one minute to cross the river, <laughs> right. and it's fastened by chains on both sides. Sure. Um, so we, for several years, we were having difficulty uh, getting staffing for that thing because uh-huh. of the, the training required. Um, and uh, so we contacted Fred Upton, our congressman, who did a great job of uh, convincing the Coast Guard that they ought to um, release us from that requirement mm-hmm. as part of the Coast Guard's, I think it was part of the Coast Guard's financial um, uh, package in Washington. He was able to work that work oh, that in there. Okay, Good. Fred has been a great asset to our community. Yeah, he I has been. Him. Yeah, I met him when we had the store Del Sol. I've got a picture of him and I in front of the store. Um, he was he was a very good asset to our to our town. Um, you also helped to create a, a part of the parks master plan and the roads capital plan. Those are plans that we're working off right now. Right, right. Um, and so, but you guys started that, right? Yeah. Well, actually, didn't start it. We we continued it. There's a requirement that we have that we continue to update of the five year plan. Uh huh. The parks master plan is is not in that category, but it's something we felt we really needed. Uh, some vision about where we're going w- with the parks because they were deteriorating. You know, Mount Baldhead Park is in pretty bad shape. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, Wicks Park is looking better now since we fixed the. Um, I agree. The, the gazebo. Gazebo, yeah. Um, and then there's the. A lot of us uh, had a priority for putting bathrooms in Coughlin Park. Yes. And I hope you guys still consider doing that. I, I certainly do too. Um, that's something. That's something I would like to have as well. It'd be nice to have uh, everybody on board for that because I think that's something everybody wants. Yep. Uh, we've been talking about that for years. Back yep. when I had the store Del Sol, um, and uh, and so um, and then also I, I've got to give you credit for this. You maintained while you were on the board and that board that you served. You guys maintained this city's strong financial position, which we happen to still have. I'm I'm trying to help hold on to it yeah. um, position without raising taxes. So right. you guys never raised taxes. Well, we didn't. We never raised the tax rate, but we we did raise taxes because of new developments that came in. Like, right. You know, um, Ridge on right. On Dune Ridge. Right. Dune Ridge. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so uh, we have a, a great res, uh, great tax base, uh-huh. and um, uh, yeah, for residents that's a good deal. I mean, I don't. I'd have to look to make sure, but I don't think I'm paying a whole lot more taxes this year than I did eight or when I moved here. Yeah, when you moved here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, tell me something. How has the climate of council meetings and member interactions changed over the years? Well, uh, I think it, uh, there's more contention going on these days. Um, back, back in the time that I joined the council, I was one of the fr- – Chris Peterson and I were one of the first two new members. Uh, the rest of the members had pretty um, uh, long. They've been. They had been there for a number of terms. Yeah. And as a result, you know, they knew how to function, kind of as a team, how to work. Uh, if you had differences, you could work them out one on one before uh-huh. you got into the meeting. Right. Um, and and so on. So I think there was less uh, divisiveness and, and contentiousness, if I can use that uh-huh. term, back then. So um, you were always included in conversations that 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 everyone was having. Great. Yeah. And so yeah. And and so that's you know that that keeps everything nice and open. So you kind of knew what to expect when you go, were going into a meeting. So when you guys tell me something, when you served on council. Did you get your agenda for your workshop in plenty of time? Um, you know, sometimes, you know, and I've reached out several times. Sometimes we get our packet many times. I get my packet about a day or two before the workshop. And I have no idea what's going to be on the agenda. Yeah. I, I don't get a phone call from someone. I don't get, and I've reached out several times at meetings asking, you know, hey, you know, could we do this a little earlier? Because when I have one day, and I'm a working guy, and mm-hmm. I have one day to figure out what's on the agenda. How can I reach out to these residents and business owners that are on the agenda before I sit down at that meeting? Um, did you guys always – was it that way before? Did you usually get the – did you ever have an idea what was coming up? We, we always had an idea what was coming up. Because and, you were communicating with yeah, each other. Yeah, uh-huh. and you know, um, because of the Open Meetings Act, I can't get – four or five council members together to talk to them on the phone and say we're going to talk about this or that or you can't get together like maybe hang out at a restaurant or or something like that and talk business you unless everybody's there exactly but you know as mayor i would make sure that i was in contact with particularly you know if a if an issue particularly affects one or two council members i'll make sure to clue them in as to what's Mm -hmm. coming up and Oh, so that's on. nice of you. Yeah, yeah. well, now, uh, but uh, I got to say, um, 
it's really important, in my opinion, for, that the public uh, understands the issues that the council is uh, undertaking. And to do that, they have to have fair notice of what's going to be discussed at a meeting. So I agree with you. I think it's terribly important yeah. to get that word out as yeah. early as possible. And more than 24 hours yeah. before, even though I think there's a, there's a law. I think they have like 18 to 24 hours to, it, to get the that out. The rule is 18 hours. rule is 18 hours. I, I'd like to see it. You know, longer. Yeah, it'd be nice to have it. Yeah, the day before, but mm-hmm. I, I've mentioned that before. So maybe, maybe we can work on that together uh, in the future. Um, and so now, as mayor, when you were mayor, there were other people serving council, and somebody on the council said, "Hey, I want to talk about this certain thing on on our agenda. Can you add this to the workshop?" Were you always open to add these ideas to the workshop, or? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, our rules of operation say that uh, you know any actually, legally any two council members uh, can order something to be placed on your on the agenda. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's just the rule. But right. If, if if one council member came to me and said I I'd like to have this or that, I would certainly honor that. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason not to. Heck, we're the- Saugatuck. We're not <laughs> that's the House how, of Representatives. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And then sometimes, you know, I want to ask this as well. I've got some other questions, and we're running out of time, but I did want to ask this question. You know, a lot of times we get um, uh, letters of communication that come in our packet. And um, I've always said that if if I become mayor someday, um, well, I would so. really like to help to, to, to talk about those letters at our meetings. Um, they very seldom come up. Yeah. You know, um, letters from residents, you know, they might not be happy letters or some of them yeah. are. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be in, I, to me as mayor, it'd be important to at least acknowledge them, not to say, oh, hey, we got some letters of communication, but say, hey, this is the letter. This is kind of the content that was in it, you know. So I, I just feel that, you know, that they could use a little bit more exposure. Yeah. 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 There's no reason why you couldn't do that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, you know, sometimes I've been guilty because the meeting is running longer to kind oh, of, sure. you know, push things along. Yeah. Uh, but you're making a good point. I think that we shouldn't just uh, put a letter in a packet and assume that the public is going to hear anything about what that person was concerned about. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the past years, council members adhered to strict governing procedures, and I remember watching those meetings. And like I said, Barry was always, oh, no, you say this, you say that, um, and the rules of operation. Why was that, and and have you seen it change over the years? Well, I have. Uh, and why it was, I'm, a, I'm kind of a stickler for rules. I mean, I've run meetings in my professional career for yeah forever, yeah. and um, I know that if you, if it's you know, if anybody can do anything at any time, it's chaotic and, and right. you can't get things done. So I, I believed in the rules and the procedures. Um, and I, I think what happened over the years, um, when when new council members came on, increasingly came on board and populated the council uh, to a point where it became the majority, now you have a number of inexperienced council members and who didn't live under that uh, regime that we had right. with those rules. And I think it was just a question of getting experience and understanding the need to follow them. Yeah, and listening to the community. That's for sure. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that remain to be addressed? We're running out of time, but I, I want to ask you that. What are some of the biggest challenges that remain to be addressed here in Saugatuck? There are some that I think the public isn't very aware of. For example, there's a massive 
uh, infrastructure problem under this street out here, Butler Street, mm -hmm. um, that that's going to be a major headache for people in years to come, uh, not only from the standpoint of the cost of fixing the sewers and everything, but the disruption it's going to be for businesses. Right. And I think we've got to do some serious planning about that. It's, yeah. it's inevitable that it's going to come. Yeah. I'm still concerned about the navigation issues on Lake Kalamazoo, um, because the water levels are perfect now, they're at average. But, right. You know, they're going to go up and down again. And, sure. and when they go down, and I'm, I, I know that they will, we need to figure out how we're going are we going to dredge or are we going to keep the, the lake right. open and so on? That's right. very expensive. Yeah, RJ was always uh, a leader in, in that uh, kind of thing and, and, so. and drumming up the community for the dredging. I don't see anybody uh, in that position anymore. No, no, and I miss RJ dearly. I yeah. used to talk to him almost every day. And yeah. he, he had vision, for sure. Hey, Ken, I could probably have you on for another half hour at least, but um, we're out of time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for coming on, and uh and, and thank you for all your help. Um, you know, like I said, you know, running for council, I always reach out to folks that had the experience, not just experience in being a leader, but experience in this community and these people. So, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate the advice you've given. Me, so, thank you for that. Yep, yep. Um, hey, folks, look who walked in. It's Daniel DeFranco. It's the township manager. And uh, we're going to find out about the new beautiful Township Hall. Uh, and uh, right after these messages, don't go anywhere, folks. Grab another cup of coffee. Stick with us. We've got a lot to talk about. I'll try to let you talk a little bit, Dan. <laughs> you had a lot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday and Saga Tuck on Sunday and on 92.7 The Van and 92.7 The Van. <laughs> We'll be right back. Welcome back, you everyday people. This is Gregory Muncy here on Saugatuck on Sunday. High above land sharks here at beautiful downtown Saugatuck here. Have so much fun with this show. Dan Evans, thanks for being on the show. Love that song. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? It kind of reminds you of summertime, doesn't it? It does. It really does. And, uh, you know, we are everyday people. And um, and uh, and I, I kind of like that song a lot. Um, uh, it speaks a lot about about our next guest. Who's out. but before I get that disco ball down, I want to tell everybody about you know what's going on. I made these blueberry muffins, and I had no idea that it's time for the National Blueberry Festival here in Michigan. It, it's South Haven. It's been going on since 1963. And uh, and events going on all throughout downtown South Haven. Um, if you want to know what's going on, you can go right to their website at blueberryfestival.com. And you can see all the things going on in South Haven that celebrate blueberries. Their 2023 schedule is up and running. And uh, we want to let you know what's what you can expect. It starts on August 10th. 
Uh, the uh, Farm Day uh, and then River Riverfront Beer Tent uh, is as starts on th- uh, uh, that's that Thursday is when it kicks off. That's this week, and then it, it runs through the weekend, all through the weekend, uh, into the thirteenth. There are so many events. Blueberry Blueberry Pancake Breakfast. Um, Sand sculpture contest there on the beach. That's always a fun one. Um, that's on Sunday, August 13th. But uh, you want to find out more information about the Blueberry Festival, you simply go to their website at blueberryfestival.com. We talked about everyday people. When I talk about somebody relatable, somebody that's approachable, somebody that even if I don't agree with him, he's still willing to have a conversation with me and talk it out. Um, I think he's a wonderful addition to our community. And uh, let's get that disco ball down and introduce our next guest. Here it comes. Ooh, here he goes. Watch him work the runway. Wow. Look at the color. You've got some sun, my friend. Thank you, Gregor. Thank you for the introduction. You're making me teary-eyed. Yeah. That's very sweet of you. Daniel DeFranco. Well, you are. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're very easy to approach, and, um, and uh, you always have been, even, even if you know, we don't see eye to eye. And, and that's, that's, that's really what I appreciate. You're not someone that if I don't agree with you, you're just going to be mean to me. Um, or, you know, um, but uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I don't always assume I'm right. I think that, you know, that's, you know, it makes the world go round to have different perspectives and hear from everybody. And it, and it, makes, uh, it makes you as an individual stronger to listen to everybody. Uh-huh. And you learn. Yeah. That's yeah. how you learn. And, and keeping your mind open to always learn rather than to think, oh, I've got this. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you uh, need people. Yeah. So you are you people. saying you're not confident? Are you wishy-washy? Oh, no. I feel like saying? I'm pretty decisive. Yeah. I'm probably <laughs> too decisive. I'm like, yes, this is happening. Right out the gate. You know, is there a history of some conflict between you two? or what? Oh, you know, Because no. he comes right out the gate. <laughs> well, Here's Daniel DeFranco, yeah. and we don't see eye to eye. I mean, what's that all about? I feel like most of the time I we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, he didn't waste any time. No, he didn't. Sure. <laughs> no. CJ wanted to add something. What was that, CJ? I think Daniel rivals him and Phyllis Eif, two nicest people in the area. Oh, you're right about oh, that. That's, yeah. Oh, I love that's Phyllis. Like, you and Phyllis Eif, You know, I've been, I've, I've asked the mayor several times, and I'm hoping that we can get it on the agenda. Is the, uh, the Citizen of the Year award. And uh, we haven't done that in so long. And I brought it up a couple times. I think I'm gonna officially write an email so that maybe, you know, we can do that. I, I don't think we've had that since like 2017 or 18. There's a plaque in City Hall, and it used to be a big event. We would have like a, a cake and a ceremony over at Saugatuck Center for the Arts or at City Hall. What happened? I don't know. It's they, a great idea. It's a great idea. It's a great I idea. I don't know why we stopped it. And I think Phyllis Eif and Daniel would have, both have good running for that. And now, even though you don't live in the city. Or Phyllis. Or Phyllis. Or Phyllis. The, but you guys both serve the community in many ways so yeah Yeah, there's so many incredible people who serve the community uh there really are yeah there really are daniel defranco you moved here from chicago most immediately you're one of those chicago people but i'm actually from new jersey (laughs) i'm born and bred in new jersey and i was just in new jersey and then yeah so i kind of kind of a roundabout way yeah Uh new jersey to chicago to new orleans to chicago and then Uh uh-huh and then we made the commitment to move here, right? And I, uh, uh, your partner, I met uh, uh, Dustin because he was he moved here before you did. He did. So I was commuting I back and forth about a year before. We were both here, but yeah, I I still had my job teaching in Lake Forest, so okay. I, it was terrible. I mean, I w- I would leave four in the morning on a Tuesday and I'd get back like nine ten mm-hmm. on a Thursday, mm-hmm. so it was still like a weekender. And he was yeah. 
He Dustin, was without supervision, unfortunately. Dustin currently works as the director of marketing for the uh, Grand Rapids Public Museum. That is correct. Without art. There's without no art, art there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I knew him as a realtor in town. Yes, that's a, yeah, he, that's his background. And and I remember him during his realtor lunches. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> composed mostly of liquid. <laughs> um, but it, it's good to see him in that role. Um, it seems like he's found something that he that really works. For he's him. fabulous in the role. I don't yeah. know if he realizes how fabulous he is in the role, but you know he brings a like a fresh perspective to the museum because mm-hmm. he did a lot of. You know, graphic design and strategy yeah. and the um, the the public area. I mean, the private sphere. Um, and now he's kind of coming with that energy um, and that perspective to a public institution that I think really needs the help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing institution and organization. Yeah. Um, but to have that kind of fresh look and that energy is so important to keep it going into you know into its next phase. Yeah, Grand Rapids has really grown a lot. I remember 20 years ago going to Grand Rapids versus now. Uh, it's a whole different city now than it used to be. Um, uh, much more culture, much more art. It's more diverse than it used to be. Um, and uh, you, you guys were at that restaurant that I've been to. I Real saw seafood. Both, Real seafood. And I told you about I stopped there when I went to uh, a play there not long ago. Uh, you guys gave me the tickets to oh my fair lady, my fair lady, which I didn't stay for the whole show. <laughs> That's okay. I, I couldn't. It was, not every theater production is good. That was very um, so very taste specific. Well, I you know um, yes, everybody has their own taste. Thank you. Um, and but uh, I stopped at the real seafood restaurant there um, in Grand Rapids and had a great meal. And you guys were curious about it, so you finally tried it. We finally tried. It was great. It was great. And I usually judge a restaurant by the bar yeah. and they had a great bar they uh-huh. a great bartender yep. if they know how to make a drink then you know that you're in good hands right. and so right. yeah but the food was really good the service was great you're right downtown mm-hmm. and downtown's fantastic yeah 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 okay let's come back to saga okay let's go back <laughs> um you uh applied for the position for manager of the township wow Yes. Well, how did you get uh, – you go, went from uh, being a professor at a college yes. to, uh, to uh, working uh, as, as the manager. The, uh, now you're in thick with administration and all yeah. that. It's kind of a COVID story though because oh. I, you know, I was teaching and um, then teaching got a lot – well, first teaching just went away during COVID because they, you know, GVSU is still like trying to figure out how to – react to COVID and the closure of the classrooms. And then it became virtual and I don't know, it just kind of, it it just lost its luster for me a little bit, not being able to connect with the students and um, being, you know, being an educator at at the college level is difficult because if you really want to be a tenure track professor, you have to be open to moving anywhere. Right. And at some point it kind of dawned on me, there are very few Colleges, universities around here, they may not have an opening in the philosophy department for someone who does oh. early modern philosophy huh. and, and neurophilosophy, <laughs> and I don't want to move. Yeah. And so I had to kind of figure out how to reinvent myself, and kind of like you, I was really invested in the community. I was on the recycling committee. I was on the planning commission, and I started to think, well, maybe I have a future in municipal government, yeah. and um, I applied for a few jobs. Um other other communities 
And then the position in actually, I applied for the clerk position at the city of Saugatuck. Oh, really? Uh huh. When it oh, was wow. yeah, when but right before when Jamie got the position, yeah. Which who I love, Jamie. She's oh, I fantastic. do too. I do too. Yeah. I, she is awesome. Um, and because uh, at first I'm thinking, oh, that'd be great to have you, but I wouldn't want to replace Jamie. No, Jamie's so good. She is amazing. Yeah, she's so good. Um, but uh, how perfect! So now you're at Saugatuck Township. Now I'm at Saugatuck Township, and um, but you've made lots of uh, headway since you've been there. Oh yeah, I have to say. Um, now, did you have some kind of uh, some kind of some kind of pull in resurfacing uh, Allegan Road? Oh yeah. Now tell tell me about because because that road I travel old Allegan a lot when yeah. I'm checking out properties for Mill Pond, um, and and uh, I, it's just absolutely beautiful now. And I want to thank you for if you did anything to help that. It, it, so we always because so, it's a county yeah. road. It's a county road. So in the township, technically Allegan County Road Commission manages everything. Right. Um, but we have major roads and we have minor roads. Major roads are county roads, and they really are the ones ones that say, okay, this needs to happen at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've kind of had to learn how to navigate that. And um, I talk with them repeatedly about – and Allegan County Road Commission is is really actually great to deal with. Uh, Craig Atwood is their director, and he is super responsive and on top of things. Um, But I was communicating. I'm like, what's going on with old Allegan? It's falling apart. Are we going to expect repaving next summer? And he said no, and I can't guarantee that it's going to happen the following year. So I started talk, like working with him and figuring out what could we do to elevate the importance of this project and get it done sooner. Mm-hmm. And essentially he said, contribution from the township. If you can provide us some money, we can prioritize the project um, and get it done for – Spring. So, so this was last year. Money makes things faster. Money makes things faster. Go figure. Yeah, and you know what? The, the people of the township, <laughs> you all vote. Please vote. Continue to vote for it. But we have a road millage, and uh-huh. people have always supported it, and we had the money. Oh, awesome. So we made the extra contribution. We worked with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to – You know, I know a lot of people want to bike paths. That takes a lot of planning. Oh, it does. But we yeah. were able to kind of widen it as much as we could. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, I got it done, and I think that it was a really needed project to happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're super happy. And then on top of it, they were able to if, – if, if you go to the swing bridge, uh-huh. um, so once you pass 58th, Old Allegan continues down to that little park. Right. And that road was falling apart, and Craig was able to add that to the project. So now people who are visiting the park have a nice, beautiful road to, oh, nice. to go down to. So Oh, very nice. Very yeah, nice. and our friends in Manlius were very happy about it, too. So everyone was happy. It was a great way to um, um, you know, improve the road, get back to the community, um, make some headway, and build relationships with our neighbors. Right. So, right. yeah, really happy with it. Okay, yeah, the big buzz all around town, as we all know. Well, there's lots of big buzzes around town, isn't there? <laughs> um, but one that we all talk about is what's coming at Allegan and Blue Star Highway, and that's yes. a roundabout. Tell us a little bit about that. It is a roundabout. We're, um, yeah. it, it, we're expecting construction in, what, 2024? or 2024 in the spring. Uh-huh. They are adamant. The road commission is, is leading the project. They are adamant that it gets done before the height of our summer season, so mm-hmm. before July 4th, totally wrapped up. Um, they, we, the township, I believe, conducted a traffic study at that intersection a few years back, mm-hmm. and the road commission looked at the results. I know a lot of people wanted a traffic light. They felt that right. it, 
you know, the data didn't support that, but it did support a roundabout. Okay. Um, they applied for a federal grant, which they got. So 100% of the construction of the roundabout, totally covered by a grant. Oh, great. So really, now, yeah. who wrote the grant? The Road Commission wrote the grant. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So they had the time to do that. They had the time to do that. Yeah, they write many grants. Yeah, you Phyllis Ife does with the uh, inner urban. She's always grant writing. I didn't, she's so busy. I don't know how she finds the time to do it. I don't it. know either. But we're always talking about grants with the Board of Transportation. She's always, she's always working on one or one's finishing or whatever. I think that's the big part of serving um, a community is getting getting that money because there's a lot of it out there right now. Yeah, and and planning is key. So to to Phyllis's um, credit, you're not going to get a grant unless you already have an idea for a project and it's pretty well baked out. Right. I think that comes up like there's money we got to apply, and it's like if you hadn't planned before, right. you're probably not going to get it. But Phyllis plans; she's got a vision, and mm-hmm. and to have that is necessary in order to be successful in getting your grant. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of planning at the township. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's really exciting. So you know, we we've seen people talk about a roundabout. Some people are like, ah, I'm roundabout! Out. I don't know how to do that. And I want to say too, is there a lot of opposition to a roundabout? Because uh, uh, from my experience, I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, for 25 years, and the one of the busiest area called music row they decided to put in a roundabout and people were going nuts this will never work there'll be accidents every day perfect it 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 works just it, it fine does. and i remember before i moved here they were starting to install them on the east side of the state there were there was one in right. sterling heights i remember that was about the time i moved here about well, zealand 20, has 20 one. years ago yeah. and i remember the hoopla with that and i didn't like it either yeah. I was like, what's going on? This isn't Europe. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, uh, you know right, right. I, I'm used yeah. to the American stop signs. Uh-huh. And so, so, but then when I started using them, yeah. I was like, oh, this makes so much more it sense. It does, yeah. Because – and, and you see all the studies where the flow of traffic is much better, much better. on a roundabout than it isn't. So, um, yeah, and you think about the intersection. It's like are you trying to – are you trying to break up traffic or are you trying to keep traffic moving? Right. And I think at the old Allegan intersection, you want to keep traffic moving. And it's going to slow people down. And it will slow people down for sure. And uh, and so, you know, we've talked about the issues. You know, there's been several accidents over the years <clears throat> at some of those roads. You know, at uh, old Allegan uh, coming off of Maple, there's that 134th or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we've had some really bad accidents over the years. And there's been talk about, you know, what? how do you, you know, how do you make that better? You know, that's a county road. So, you know, if you ask for help with that, they're going to bring up what they're going to do, uh, no matter what the city wants or what, yeah. what ideas a few people might have. Now, my solution, I've been talking about this for years, is I think it should be 35 miles per hour between both exits. Mm-hmm. Because and, yeah. we've got such a big growth right now of, of, of business on Blue Star. Uh, the township's blowing up. Yep. Um, we, we've got so many new businesses there on Blue Star, uh, Blue Ivy, event businesses as well, galleries like Capizo and other – so many new businesses um, are opening up. That's – of course, we have the hospital uh, building. Holland Hospital's coming in. Coming in right behind the uh, Blue Star gym. Um, that's got to be a lot to keep up with because you guys are growing so fast. It is. Um, we, have a, we have a really strong staff, uh-huh. um, so that makes – that helps. Right. 
Um, so we're on top of everything. But yeah, it, 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 it's a lot to respond to very quickly. And a lot of our complaints tick up when there's large events in town, like, you know, when Venetian happens, which is fantastic, but brings in a lot of people, which brings in a lot of cars. And, right. you know, it is, it's challenging to deal with. And, and we do have a plan of, a, of attack for Blue Star. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, it's a lot of relationship building, but, you know, there was kind of a, a powwow between the township and the fire district and the road commission and our engineer and planner um, to say, well, how do we move this forward? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not up to us. You know, it's the road commission. And, you know, what's going to be the most persuasive thing to, you know, have changes occur? And, and the road commission told us, do a, do a study of the intersections. Figure out, you know, where you want traffic to break up. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the dangerous intersections? Where do you want traffic to continue? Where are the people moving? You know, I know a lot of people say, I, I look at those, you know, bike trails, I don't see anybody on them. There are people on them a lot. And there's mm-hmm. also a lot of people walking on the side of the road. Right. So there's clearly a need for, you know, I don't know, you know, bike trail or, or sidewalk or pedestrian crossing. People are people are walking on that road, people are crossing that road. And right. the road you know, as the community changes the nature of the road changes and we have to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we are, we're, we're planning on adapting to that. Very, very cool. Um, I also, I also noticed that, um, uh, you know, there's some changes going on at the building. Oh yeah. I'm glad you noticed. And, and so I had to, I had to, I had to pull the car over, uh, last week and, uh, go take a little peek and you gave me a tour of the offices. Uh, you guys have spent, this is a lot over $800,000 yes and I would like to point out that over 70% of that cost was coming from either federal dollars from ARPA um, from a, from donations from money that we've saved oh. so it wasn't like there's not a new tax there's not a bond we're floating this is all money that was available to us and, and in the case of ARPA mm-hmm. if you don't spend it it disappears by right. 2026 so yeah, over 70% of this project has been funded by grants, donations, wow. savings. So um, we're, that also makes us very proud of the project. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I remember the township office before. It was never built as, a, as an office building. It was a retail building in the beginning. And you would walk in there, and it looked like the scene of Parks and Rec. You ever see how that is? They're all sitting at these desks. There's no partitions. It's just everything's everywhere, and it was it did it did not look professional at all. I have to say, I walked in. You gave me a tour, and wow, it's it looks like a real working office now. It will be a real working office. Uh-huh. It took a long time to plan. Like we sat down with our architect Abba Marsh in January. And they looked over the building. We told them what we were thinking. They kind of told us what we were thinking, what they were thinking. And then I believe they came back to us in March with like a layout. And from there, it was all about fine tuning and moving this wall and moving that wall and, you know, creating this space. And it, it took a long time. Essentially, it was from March to December mm-hmm. to reach like 100% finalization of those plans. Right. Um, wow. And we involved a, a lot of the staff. We had a, a smaller committee, uh-huh. um, but we we're just so so excited with with the way the project's going, and I can't wait for the 
for it to be done and, yeah. and to invite everyone into the space and to yeah. see Are it. you guys going to have like an open house or something? We're planning or? like a, a smaller open house. With cupcakes and, you know. Maybe cupcakes, maybe cupcakes. <laughs> balloons. balloons. No balloons. They're not environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah, <balloons>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll figure something else out. Maybe a homing pigeon. Fireworks, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would create some fireworks. Or maybe a laser show. <laughs> oh. Or maybe not. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we see how popular those are in town. Um, now, um, uh, so you you've redone the whole. You still have work to do in the back, right? Like the uh, conference rooms and that, or are that those... should be done in. Um, I keep saying three weeks, but it's it, it's probably about three weeks, two uh-huh. and a half weeks. Uh-huh. The whole building should be complete. Um, we do have a little bit of delay with the installation for the furniture and the reception area. Right. Um, all of these contractors, uh, furniture suppliers. There's so many. There's so much federal and state money around. People are spending. Um, so it's it's hard to get in for the work. L- luckily, we were able to you know uh, confirm everything. But yeah. we should be fully open, functional early September. Oh, awesome! That's exciting. It's so very you've got exciting. the latest technology, uh, hookups, and all that. You told me for your conference rooms. Well, you'll be able to do video conferencing and things like that. Video conferencing, whole new audio system. I wow. know if you've been to the township hall meetings and audio problems. Whole new audio system. We can have a rave party. We can have a rave party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And yeah, the conference room. That's the to me. That's the biggest game changer that Uh we were able to create a conference room. So we can, you know, more and more we are collaborating with our neighbors and and doing and being able to do more. So to have a dedicated space to, um, you know, bring people together and and discuss. Uh Um, I think is really going to be a game changer for us. Yeah. There's a new entrance I see. Um, new entrance. New entrance. So you don't walk in from the front of the building. It's the side, and you've got like a kiosk-type area there. We have, a, we have a nice new vestibule. Vestibule, yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, we have an awning on the vestibule, but you come into the vestibule. Um, handicapped accessible. Oh. We have that fancy button now that opens the door. Ooh, I like fancy buttons. Yeah, we're all ADA compliant. We uh-huh. were not ADA compliant before. We are now. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, Very new good. reception area. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the it will it, you'll experience like experience it like a totally new building. What's on tap? Any any hot topics? Anything coming up that we oh, should know? Well, this this is going to sound morbid, but we uh-huh. have um we have an, we're master planning for our cemetery, so we have an open house on this Monday from four to six at the public library. So we're really excited about that. About Sagatech Douglas Public Library. Sagatech Douglas Public Library for an open house for master planning for our Riverside and Douglas cemeteries. Oh. So that's going to be exciting. And yes, that sounds creepy, but we're looking at them as township assets and how do we integrate them into our park system? Um, how do we make you know? How do we bring people to enjoy them? And then also, how do we meet the you know the needs of the public? Sure, the needs are changing. Ninety percent of our sales right now are cremations. Wow, so yeah, I see that. yeah, yeah, yeah it's rising. I, I was just reading an article about cremation. Everybody's getting cremated. Everybody's getting cremated. Nobody wants to go on the ground anymore. So we got we got to respond to that. We yeah, got to give right. the people what they want. Right, right. So come see our plans. They're beautiful. They're from Viridis Design Group out of uh, Grand Rapids. They do the um, all the, the landscape architecture for the river walk mm-hmm. so really amazing group so we're really proud of them so come and see them four to six saga Tech douglas library yep that's tomorrow four to six have your little say and give your opinion about about the cemeteries and 
and what the township's doing with them. Hey, Daniel, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Always a great guest. Thank you. Um, and uh, and thank you for all the work that you do. We have really seen a lot of great, positive things happen from the township since you've been there. So It's my pleasure. And thank you for being on city council. I think you're a fantastic member. Well, thank you. I enjoy serving. And um, thank you for listening. Um, don't go anywhere, though, because look who walked in. Kevin Putnam and Ian Mills are here from West Shore Aware. They've got a meet and greet tomorrow if you don't know who they are. It's a free event uh, at the Dunes Resort. And then also the famous White Party. It's their 20th anniversary. We're going to talk about that and more. Don't go anywhere, folks. Uh, grab a cup of coffee. Grab another cup. Grab a blueberry muffin. I'm going to tear into mine. Yeah, I made these homemade. I'll take one. They're I'll delicious. take one. Take one for Dustin. Okay, I'll take one for Dustin. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> You're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7TheVan.com. Dancy, dancy, dancy. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday here on the Lake Shores. 92.7 The Band. Gregory Muncie here. I kind of, I think I kicked Dan out of here. We've got, we've got a couple of folks coming on, and Dan gave up his seat. And But, Dan, I want to thank you. He's over there shoving a blueberry muffin down his, down his mouth. How, how's that going? Good? Aren't they delicious? I love dancing. You know what? And if you like dancing, guess what? It is Mardi Gras weekend this weekend at the Dunes Resort. There's what? Mardi Gras weekend. That's right. They're celebrating it in the summer. Don't ask me why. But it's August 4th through 6th. You know, any excuse for a party is a great great time to happen. So they've got lots of events going on today. They've got DJ Club Kid by the pool from 12 to 4 p.m. You know, you might not know, but the pool is free access. So if you live here locally... You can just walk in and use the pool. There's no charge. You can buy a cocktail or two or three. Um, but uh, but the pool is free to use. I don't know if it, know everybody that. knew that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, it, the dog tag tea dance. They have their tea dances on Sundays from 4 to 4 to 9 p.m. And that's out in the um, the pavilion area outside. And they'll have the, uh, it's called the dog tag tea dance. They have different tea dances all the time uh, with different themes. It's with DJ Keller Shaw. Finally, the Dunes Divas are going to be hitting the cabaret tonight at 9 p.m. at the Dunes Resort. So there's always so much fun there. Um, we had those guys on a couple of weeks ago. That was a fun show, wasn't it, CJ? We had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> uh, but those guys were on a couple weeks ago. But wanted to give the Dunes a shout-out. There's an event going on there tomorrow at the Dunes Resort, and that's why I asked these guys to be on the show. Let's get that disco ball down and make them work the runway. Watch them go. Wow. Well, that's a cute little sequin number Kevin's got on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at him go. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hello. Putnam. Good morning. And... 
Ian Mills. Hello. Welcome to the Good show. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks welcome to the us. show, you guys. Um, you guys are from West Shore Aware. But I, I want to get to know a little bit about each of you um, individually, um, if you don't mind. Um, Kevin, I'd like to uh, share a little bit about yourself. You grew up in the Detroit area, and uh, you lived there till about 2016. Um, you worked with McDonald's for 27 and a half years, and... Uh, uh, started at the bottom and then worked up to director of operations and managing partner. Then after that kind of business, you figured you wanted to switch careers. I mean, most people would think about retiring after 30 years, but you've decided to move into real estate. And you work for? Five Star. Real Five Star Real leaders. Estate. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Um, I saw your listing. Uh, you, you've, you're in the process of a sale right now? I am. We have a couple properties um, ourselves, my partner and I, and, um, and I had another listing that just closed. Uh, last week. Oh, congratulations. Oh, you know, the real estate market is hot. You know, I've got a lot of friends in that business, so I hear a lot of it. Yeah. Um, eight, uh, uh, Kevin, um, uh, how can folks get a hold of you if they're looking to buy or sell? They can give me a call. Uh-huh. I mean, my, cell, my face is up on the drugstore wall. Uh-huh. You can, uh, my website, Kevin Putnam, Real, you know, realtor.com. Uh-huh. And, right. um, yeah, give right, me a call. Right. You moved here full time um, back what 2016, and um, and uh, you you're quite a busy guy. Um, you uh, you were a board member with uh, Four Paws Lakeshore for six years, and you volunteered uh, a few times there with the Christian or Children First on Lakeshore, Children First on Lakeshore, as well. And then you're also a sponsor and member with the Saugatuck Center for the Arts. And and uh, what brought you to Saugatuck? Well, my partner and I, um, back in 2001, I came here for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, we, a few years later, actually it was 2005, we bought our first place. We had a second home here for 11 years uh-huh. and um, have met a lot of great people. Right. Decided that we wanted to be in West Michigan. And, you know, seven years ago now, we decided to make the move. I switched careers. He switched from St. John Hospital to Corwell and... Uh, and here we are, full time, and it's beautiful, isn't it? it. Oh, I know. I, I don't look back either. You're from the east side, like I am. Yes, east side of the the state. And we, you know, I've got a certain heart for Detroit because I grew up Metro Detroit. But I'll tell you, I never looked back moving back here. I, you know, and every time I go see my brothers or go over there and the east side of the state, I'm like so glad to get back home because those people are crazy, and I used to be one of them. Well, you know, we <laughs> we used to kind of say, you know, when you cross over Lansing, there's just a different feel. Yes, like East Michigan. East Michigan, it really West is. Michigan, and yeah. um, you know it's just a great area to be yeah. in. Well, well, uh, thanks for being on the show, and a little Thank shout you. out to Rex, uh, your one of your fur babies, Rex and Max. Rex is almost five years old, and Max is three and a half. So if they're listening, ruff, ruff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey babies, <laughs> yeah, let's get over to you real quick, and then we'll get into West Shore, where because that's why I have you on. Um, you're originally from Lansing, Michigan. And uh, you uh, graduated with your master's at Michigan State University. Um, and uh, uh, you started your career uh, with public accounting with Plant Moran. Correct. And um, uh, so uh, 2019, uh, you married your partner, uh, Foy. Yep. And uh, you've been in the Saugatuck area ever since the 80s. Uh, and, well, uh, Foy has been in the area since the 80s. Oh, he has. He's, he's okay. had a place here. I started coming over about seven years ago or so. I had a couple friends in the Lansing area that have places here and uh-huh. um, they invited me over for a fourth of July weekend and it didn't take long for me to want to be here a lot more often yeah. and uh, I, I did meet my uh, eventual husband Foy here uh, with one of those trips and when uh, we got married we were still kind of commuting back and forth from Saugatuck to Lansing and uh-huh. 
um, decided we wanted to be here full time, kind of like you guys. You know, once you, you get here, you don't really want to go back home. So right. um, we made that move uh, about a month before COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. And I started a new job um, over here at Grand Valley State. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, working in their financial reporting department. And, numbers, uh, numbers, numbers, I, numbers. I know. It, yeah. It, yeah I, to me, it's a boring. <laughs> oh, well. You know, I, like, I, I'm but I'm fascinated. I have friends that are accountants, and I'm just, I'm fascinated that you get so excited over it. Oh, that. I don't get excited. I, <laughs> I enjoy it, but it, it's definitely not the most fun. I, I actually started school in uh, film production and art, so uh-huh. I, that's, I've always had an artistic background, which is part of why I love to. Yeah, CJ will like the fact that you love golf because no, that's, that, that's yeah. he certainly does, yes. and, uh, and 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 of course our restaurants. Who doesn't love our restaurants? Oh, I know. Uh, we were just named on another list of best restaurants. There's a, a best of seven list that I was reading. Was going to bring up, but we'll talk about that another day. I've got questions. What is West Shore Aware? What is it? Uh, well, West Shore Aware is a five hundred one three. See, uh, org- not-for-profit organization. Uh-huh. Um, it was started uh, 20 years ago now. As you mentioned, our 20th anniversary is coming up. But uh, uh-huh. uh, it was a bunch of gay business owners and, and gay people in the community in the early 2000s. You know, they were giving a lot back to the community, um, either through volunteering or donations to organizations. And uh, they they realized that there were still a lot of uh, negative feedback in the gay community or towards the gay community here. Um, so they wanted to kind of pool their resources and talents and, and money and, and kind of donate it to these organizations um, through a single source and letting them know that it was from the gay community and showing what the gay community was doing for the area. So so they started West Shore Aware. Um, uh-huh. They had their first uh, party in 2003, and uh, we, we raised money from... Uh, members and people who go to the white parties, and then we give it back to other 5013C organizations on the West Shore that that are in need through our, through our grant process. Okay, now who's the current board? Who who's on board? Uh, well, we what, what currently we have 16 board members. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's an even number. That's an even it number, is. yes. Now, actually, there's some new board members, mm-hmm. and then a couple will probably transition out as well. Okay. You know, um, Actually, Ian is uh, president-elect. Ian will take oh, over and very become good. president. Congratulations. And, and I'm yeah. vice president-elect. So, okay. Um, so, there, you know, there's going to be a little changes that way coming, you know, moving forward. And sure. So what, what's important with West Shore Aware is that, you know, a lot of people think that it's just a scholarship, um, you know, organization for scholarships. And while there are two scholarships, Saugatuck High School and Grand Valley both have scholarship programs. Uh-huh. You know, we also, we raise money for other nonprofits, you know, so, um, you know, each year we go through a process where um, the the organization will submit um, an application for funding and uh, we then go through a process and and select which ones will get that money and, and... Right, right. Now, how 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 do you raise the money? You, you mentioned grants, but you've got other ways of raising money. Yeah, the the white party is our big event. That's where we raise most of our money. Right. Uh, we we have memberships as well. Uh, it's a thirty dollar membership per year, um, mm-hmm. and that really just gets you on our list to to help um, with volunteer opportunities and information about things that you can help with in the community. Um, but yeah, the, the white party is pretty much the big one, uh, mm-hmm. with sponsorships. We've had a lot of support from businesses in the community that help sponsor and then, uh, ticket sales, auction items, things like that at the white parties. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys also do bingo, yes. right? Oh, yes. correct. Let's talk about because do, yeah. everybody loves bingo, oh, and we talk about fantastic. it. We talk about it here on the show. Now in the winter time, it's on Sundays, um, but right now it's on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Tuesdays at six p.m. They 6 PM. they do actually serve dinner. You know, it's like a barbecue dinner um, at five thirty. Uh-huh. But from six to eight, yeah, bingo at the Dunes Resort. Uh-huh. Um, it's a great time. Dra- drag queen bingo. Drag queen. People yeah. love it. I oh, have yeah. lots of friends, and it's a mixed crowd. Absolutely. As a gay, straight, blue, yes. purple, yellow, they're all there. It's a fun time. Yeah. yeah fun time. So that, that's a, a, a nice portion of um, income that's generated all year long. You yeah. know, the white party is one party, you know, mm. once a year where mm. bingo is all year long. Mm-hmm. So I like it when I'm playing bingo and somebody wins the jackpot, you know, which, you know, it's like they win half the jackpot and a lot of people will give it back. Yeah. yeah and right. I think that's awesome. Um, and, uh, I, in fact, I always encourage everybody when I don't win, I, I'll always yell out, give it back, give it back, <laughs> <laughs> give it back or buy us dinner. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, you talked about the white party when and where is the 20th anniversary white party? The white party is August 19th this uh-huh. year, a couple weeks. Um, yeah. it's at the Ivy house. Oh, what a great venue. I was just there for the resilience benefit. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah we're, we're excited to be resilience. Bad, you know. They, they, uh, raised over $50,000. Nice. Yeah. At their event there. Very great nice. venue. Have you been yes. there before? Uh, well, I stopped in just to, as a group. We stopped there yeah. to check it out and kind of how we're going to organize things and so uh-huh. forth. But, but no, it's beautiful, and we're looking forward to it. You know, it's local. Finding a venue hasn't always been easy, <laughs> you know, a local venue. Right. Previously, um, it, you know, at Lake Town when Lake Town kind of Oh, I loved it when it. that was an event center. Yeah. It was a great event center. Yeah, yeah it was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. COVID changed it. Uh, yeah, a lot of things for us. <laughs> a lot but, of things. Uh, yeah, right. From that point, we uh, we definitely had to change, and you know, we were at the Dunes the the first year back from COVID. Um, they were very nice to give us the tea deck for a, a Sunday afternoon, and then last year at the Inverness Farms down near Pullman. Oh, okay. And we're excited to be back now in Saugatuck mm, okay. uh, at Ivy House this year. I'm excited to go to the anniversary party, the white party. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking about my outfit. I'm another guest again at uh, Laura's Laura's table, Laura for Millpod. Okay. And uh, and we're, we're super excited uh, to go to that. What can we expect at the event? So we have um, an experience coming. It's kind of the queen of the queens. Uh-huh. This is something that we decided to do this year. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. So it's an addition to the party. The Queen of the Queens. Queen of the Queens. A little entertaining. Yep. Oh, that'll little be interesting. Yep. And, uh-huh. uh, and so we will have live auction items. You okay. Know, ranging you know, from local artists, um, Ruth Crow. Oh, yeah. Jamie just Robert. had her on the show. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Jamie Roberts. Uh-huh. Um, Sebastian. Sebastian Sandu. Yep. Yep. Um, uh-huh. There's going to be an experience that the SCA has donated. Um, oh, cool. We're looking to pair that up with something. Uh-huh. Um, Cocktail party at Ronin Black. Um, they've been a oh nice a helpful sponsor the last few years or uh-huh. quite a few years and uh, giving uh, it's cocktail for twenty four. It's a I nice believe. venue to have a cocktail it party. Yeah. Actually, always... uh, my husband and I won it last year and, and did that for a Christmas party and it was oh, nice. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, they, yeah, they were yeah. Great. Um, and then and then you have the live auction and then what else? There, there'll be a silent auction. So uh-huh. you know several local businesses that donate and so forth. Right, so right. Don't auction. forget to reach out to Back to the Fuchsia. We haven't heard from you. Okay. Uh, All we, right. Uh, we usually we usually do, but nobody's reached out to us yet. Okay. I'll be there tomorrow. All right. So Sounds stop good. in and we'll see what we can do for we'll you. We'll do. 
Um, now, um, oh, Jean's probably like, Gregory, I don't give away the store. But uh, Jean mentioned it the other day. She's like, she's like, we haven't heard from them. We usually donate. So, um, and then, um, and that, what kind of food? Because the last time, last time Resilience had the food trucks there, and that's where I met the Tiki Boys. And oh, they're, nice. oh, they're good. I, I'm going to have them on the show in September. I talked to them. I'm like, oh, got to have you guys on. Um, but, uh, but, and then they had a waffle uh, truck and another truck. So that was kind of fun to do a truck thing. What are you guys going to do? Yeah, wait, it's a sit down dinner. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, 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 like usual. Right. Uh-huh. right. Um, you know, protein, vegetable, potato. Um, Who's the caterer? The brisket you know? is this year. Uh... The caterer. Uh, Jeff Hanlon is taking care of that. Uh-huh. Um, I was curious because I know Sharon Shanahan does a lot. Yes, yeah, she has done brunches and stuff for yeah. us. But yeah, uh-huh. this year, um, I'm not exactly sure the, exactly okay. the name of the caterer. But all right, well, I'll find out. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll let you know because I want to know if that dinner yeah. is going to be good or not. Oh, oh yeah. it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I believe it's the same uh, company we used last year. For oh, okay, the, yes. The, yeah. A touch of Western theme where yes. it was a little barbecue. That and, was at the Innisfree. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Hot. It was, it was, yeah, what a beautiful facility. I've done weddings there. Yeah, it was a beautiful facility. So what are you wearing? So the, the whole thing is white. We wear all white, and then it's a splash of color. Correct. And now this year, it's a splash of rainbow. Was that what it was for the first one? Uh, there, there actually wasn't a, a super theme for the first event or party. Oh, okay. um, So it was what we decided is giving, it was a 20th year reunion or anniversary. Um, we would just bring all of the colors together and, oh, okay. and kind of... Do them all at once for once. So you can pick one of the colors to wear as a touch, oh. um, or you can wear the whole rainbow as a touch. Oh, well, yeah. I'm looking for something rainbow, oh, yeah. rainbow Absolutely. and white. Same here. Um, uh, so I've got a couple of options right now. But then, then I was thinking I want to do something really cool, like maybe like a big sequin rainbow like type of collar, you know, that goes on my back, you know, that just kind of flips up. And Will you make it? I don't know. We got two weeks. Now, okay, you talked about grants and stuff like that, but what, what do you do with the money that you raise? So we, West Shore Wears raised over $1 million, actually probably almost 1.2 million at this, you know. Wow, in point. the 20 years that you guys, that's great. Right. That's a great accomplishment. And now I know you do the, um, the scholarships, but what, where else does the money go? It, it goes back to organizations. So each year we have okay. a request for funding process. Um, it's going to be online for 2024 soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know any organizations, tell them to keep an eye out. But they'll fill out a little uh, application form. Uh, noting what they want the funds for, what what their organization does for the community, and then we take all of those and send it out to our members, and the members will vote on who they want to give the funds to that year. Oh, okay. Um, so we usually take about the top five or six. Uh, depends somewhat on how much we raise at the white party and uh-huh. how much they're asking for, um, and then we distribute that out. And we typically do that at our October meet and greet at the Dunes, um, okay. which is. And that's what the plan is this year is to do, you know, distribute those funds right. at October's meet and greet. For example, though, last year, um, recipients were West Shore Aware Scholarship Fund, uh-huh. uh, Safe Harbor Children Advocacy Center, oh, okay. Wings of Hope Hospice, yeah. Children First Lakeshore, yeah. uh, Wishbone Pet Rescue These Alliance. These are all groups I've had on the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Resilience. Oh, wonderful. You've given to Resilience oh, yeah. as well. I yeah. think that's a great. Did you guys participate in the Pride Parade that we had here in Saugatuck? We we did, and uh-huh. we, we have most years. Uh, Larry Gammons is often um, driving, and oh, right. we, we have the aware flag out, awesome. and then we are in the parade this year, and 
uh, we'll be back at the Prides. We we set up at Holland Pride and Douglas Pride. Oh, very good. Very yeah. good. Very yes. good. Um, you guys also provide other resources, right, at the Dunes. I've seen times where you do testing. Um, ha- have you done testing in the past at, at the Dunes Resort? I'm or not, I don't believe anything like that. Oh, okay. Done it, but uh, I could be wrong about h- however, that. However, though, moving forward, yeah, we are, we're looking to start doing more within the community and so forth as okay. we move forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Things that we can do non-financially, you know, right. volunteer help. Uh, again, if if people do need volunteers or assistance, if they can reach out to us, then we can. We have a, a pretty big base of about 200 or so members, and we can utilize that list of members to help provide volunteers where right. people need it. Right. We can get to know you guys a little bit more tomorrow night, 4 to 6 p.m. at the Dunes Resort. You're having a meet and greet. Tell me what that's about. The meet and greet is uh, where we meet a, you and greet you. Yeah, is that, yeah. okay. It's for members <laughs> members of uh, West Shore Aware and people who are interested in becoming members or helping out. They they show up. We have snacks again from Sharon Shanahan. Oh yeah, snacks. Uh, yeah, she, she does over. hors d'oeuvres there yeah, and show up uh, for that. Yeah. yeah, have cocktails. You know, and the 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 Dunes is gracious to host us. Uh-huh. Um, and it's and we look forward to meeting people because that's the time where you can learn about what West Shore Aware does. Right. I, you know, I mean. In the, in the past, I think a lot of people think that West Shore Wear is only gay-driven or we do only donate to gay organizations. Or, right. Um, and that's not the case at all. Right. You know, um, that's great because I remember being younger and uh, remember these organizations were starting the Detroit area. I remember the Triangle Foundation. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Jeff, I uh, uh, can't think of his last name, uh, started that up on the east side. That's one thing I always felt that if the gay community really wanted to be a part of the community – they need to reach out to everybody, not just gay people, and and be a part to volunteer and to contribute to all the aspects of our community rather than just themselves. And I, I really I really appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that West Shore Aware does that. Um, uh, but but uh, I see a lot of you know not just gay organizations, but a lot of private organizations. And sometimes you'll see well they just donate to themselves, you know. Um, but this is great. You guys really are a true community outreach and. I appreciate that. How, how, do, how do I get involved with uh, West Shore Aware? Now, I know I can go to the meet and greet tomorrow, but t- tell folks, like, uh, how can I email you? How can I uh, call you? How can we contact you if we, if we want to be a part? We want to volunteer. Maybe I want to write you a check. Where, where does, how, do, how do I do that? Go to westshoreaware.org, uh-huh. um, and you can you know, donate, sponsor, membership, get a hold of us, you know, email us directly. Um, Facebook, we have, you know, West Shore Aware Facebook page. Right. You can reach out on there. Um, and, and we're always looking for new members or volunteers or even new board members, um, you know, to join and, and help us just keep growing and, and uh, yeah, get able to give more back to yeah. the community. Give more so. back to the community. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And it, info at westshoreaware.org is our primary email if you do have questions, concerns, anything like that, and you don't mm-hmm. find your way to the website. Or right. call either one of us directly. Or call either <laughs> and, and, and what's your phone number? My phone number is 586-524-3462. That's Kevin Putnam. And Ian? Well, 517-881-8335. Oh, so I can call you late at night when Keep I get calling. lonely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about what you're wearing. I was glad to talk. We, we, we're running out of time, but I want to ask, um, what does West Shore Aware have planned for the future? What's what? What can we see coming? So we've got I, we've got the upcoming president and vice president here, um, and I see a lot of excitement with you two. So um, I see I see a, a, a more 
urge urgency to be a part of the community and reach out to the community. But yeah. what, is that glow in my eye? What, yeah, it does. <laughs> no, I can tell you guys are very energetic about taking on this role. Um, what do you see in the future? Well, I, I think the big thing is developing and building on the relationships we already have. I know we, we met with SEA a couple weeks ago and, and talked to them about where we'd like to go and providing volunteers to them or working with them to provide educational things in the community, um, especially given the political climate right now, you know, mm -hmm. like having some of those education opportunities um, are going to be fantastic. Um, just, just giving more ways to help in the volunteer world. A lot of the people that are on the board or members of AWARE, they give back a lot to their community already. And I just think if we can work together and provide more help for beach cleanups or highway cleanups or, mm -hmm. or just anything like that in the area, I think we could really you know, show that the gay community is here and we're positive impacts on the community. And our, our hopes are that, you know, not only one event possibly, maybe, you know, it, we've done brunches now that have been successful. So right. perhaps we can, you know, do more events, even smaller events throughout the year okay. or, yeah. or by pairing up with other organizations and kind of um, working yeah. together. Dual, dual events. Yeah. Yeah. And COVID yeah. changed a lot for, for these events. You know, we did pride ourselves on being one of the cheaper fundraisers in town um, uh -huh. and, you know, the cost of event space and food and, and everything, it's gone up. So we're trying oh, to, for sure. to find new ways and, you know, some of these new board members with their new ideas and, and ways to think outside of the box. So the, the white party might have some changes here in the coming years, but will always be fun and, and, and a good way to give back. Well, thank you. You guys have been awesome. West Shore Aware, we're looking forward to the meet and greet tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. at the Dunes Resort. And then the White Party, are their tickets still available? There's about 10 left. About 10 so tickets left. So if you want them, you got to yeah. reach out to, to John. Uh, uh, he's, his phone number and email address is on the website. I'm sorry I didn't bring it. And the website again is West Shore. WestShoreAware.org. WestShoreAware.org. Thanks, thanks again, you guys. Thank, thank you for having us. Uh, Dan, thanks for being on the show. I wanted to say congratulations to you. Are, are you now over two years doing Sagatuck on Sunday? Uh, this is uh, three years now. Three years Yeah, we'll now. start our fourth in, in November. Wow, i got to catch up. Congrats. What a great show. Oh, thank you. Um, and thank you for listening, folks. Hey, if you want a blueberry muffin, come knock on my door. I'm going to take some over to Laura when I go to Mill Pond. But I'm doing keto, and it looks so amazing. I'm going to have to just splurge. <laughs> um, hey, hey, folks, I uh, want to thank you for tuning in. Have a happy, fun day Sunday. A little bit of drizzle, but hang out with us. It's going to be a great day today. We'll see you next week. This is Gregory Muncy on Saugatuck on Sunday on 92 the van and 927thevan.com. See ya. Thanks for listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday with your host, Gregory Muncy, on the Lakeshore's 927 The Van. Today's show has been brought to you by Mill Pond Realty. It is what it is. Back to the Fuchsia, the Interurban, and Whiteford Wealth Management. If you missed this morning's show or you'd like to hear it again, we've got the podcast on our website at 927thevan.com. You can also access that through our free mobile app. And join us next Sunday for Saga Talk on Sunday with Gregory Muncy right here on the Lakeshore's 927 The Van.